Tide Talk podcast presented by TideTalkSports.com. I'm your host, Stacey Blackwood, with Jake Thomas, as always, and we're also joined by fellow members of Team Tide Talk, Lane and Ricky. Fellas, how's everybody doing? Jake, what's up, buddy? Man, I'm doing great. Just uh, working on a, a new article. Uh, we've had a ton of articles put out today by uh, by Ricky, but uh, I'm working on one myself that I'll have out here in a few hours. Uh, but we're going. I'm going to be doing this uh, this podcast with you guys as well. So uh, I'm excited. And guys, it's game week. I, I am pumped and ready to go. Dang, Skippy, man. Hey, uh, Ricky, want to bring you in here on this. Uh, like Jake mentioned, you've put out an article today. Uh, you know, just kind of talking about the Saban press conference, of course, the depth chart that was released, and that's kind of be, going to be what we dig into here in just a little bit. But uh, it's great to have you on. Uh, so how, how's Ricky doing today? Man, I'm uh, almost beside myself, really. It's Monday of game week. I don't really even know how else to describe it. It's Monday of game week, and we actually <clears throat> are staring down the barrel at an actual Alabama football against an SEC opponent at that. So I'm pretty jacked. Yeah, it's pr- pretty exciting stuff. We're also got our buddy Lane here with us. Lane, what's going on with you today, bud? Well, uh, been a little busy, but other than that, you know, uh, I was excited to see the depth chart and finally be able to see who we got starting in different places. And I realized that, you know, I got two of the linebacker positions right on my predictions, but other than that, mostly a wash with the linebacker group. But I am excited that it's game day, and I'm I'm very well ready for Saturday at this point. Man, I, it's 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 kind of crazy. It, it feels like we've been waiting on it forever, but now that it's finally here, uh, it's it's really just hard to believe. Uh, we've been we've been kind of hitting around the depth chart. So let's just go ahead and dive right into the depth chart. But before we do that, make sure that you subscribe to our podcast, the Tide Talk Podcast. Leave us a five-star review. That helps us out a great deal. Uh, and, and Ricky, real quick, I want you to, to tell everybody a little bit about the YouTube channel and what we got going on there. Uh, yeah, man, that's something that I'm really, really excited about uh, for sure. We partnered with Chat Sports to bring the all-new Alabama Football News and Rumors channel uh, to our followers and uh, people that have been riding with us uh, via YouTube. Got two videos out now, um, quick hitter videos, kind of up-to-the-minute updates and information. Um, Something that we're really, I think, in the future going to utilize a lot. I'm going to try to roll out three to five videos a week uh, on that channel so we're not going to be hurting for content you know, whatsoever. Um, just going to try to continue bringing Alabama fans good coverage without a monthly subscription, I might add, and uh, just doing our thing throughout the season. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like, like you mentioned, make sure you head over there and subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so you do not miss a single video that, that Ricky's going to be putting out there. But let's dive right on into the depth chart. Uh, Jake, I want to start with you. What was maybe the most surprising, if there was anything surprising to you, about the the, the depth chart that was released earlier today? I, I mean, it's pretty much uh, spot on what I thought it would be. Um, 
you know, I, I knew, you know, we, we've been from day one saying Matt Jones is going to be the starter. Um, Najee Harris, there's no doubt. Um, but, you know, I, the, the one thing is Miller, uh, Forest all at tight end. Um, I we got great tight ends down there still. Um, I thought maybe Billingsley might pull it out, but I believe he will, uh, later on in the season. He'll be, the, he'll be the number one, uh, tight end. But, you know, I, I'm actually, in, in all honesty, I'm actually glad to see Ben Davis, Ben Davis, uh, at the outside linebacker position. Uh, he's been down there forever and, and he's had his, his up and downs, but, but for him to get on the field and start that, that's great to see. So I'm excited to see that as well for that young man. Yeah. Ben, ben is listed as a, or, you know, kind of beside Christopher Allen at the same position. Uh, so it'd kind of be interesting to see who actually gets the, the nod there, uh, Lane, uh, kind of jumping over to you, is there anything that, that really stood out to you about the depth chart? Uh, you know, we've kind of talked about the depth chart amongst ourselves uh, and, and through our website, you know, the last couple of weeks. But is there anything that's kind of stood out to you? I was pretty surprised to see Shane Lee buried so deep on the depth chart there at a Mike position. Uh, I didn't expect Jalen Moody to get the nod there on the second team for that. So that's pretty surprising to me. Yeah, that, that, that was, that was kind of surprising, you know, uh, Shane Lee, uh, but, but, you know, Jalen Moody is, is a guy he's actually, he's obviously been there longer than, than what Shane Lee has. And uh, talent was never the question for, for uh, Jalen Moody, it was just kind of getting everything, you know, between the ears straightened out and understanding the defense, which is a complicated scheme that, you know, we all understand that. So uh, I kind of look at it as a, as a positive for, for Jalen Moody and not so much as a negative for, for Shane Lee because we all understand his limitations on the field. Uh, he's he's not quite as athletically gifted as, as some of the other guys there. So but, you know, in a way, it is surprising with, with the amount of production that he did have last season as a true freshman. Uh, Ricky, we're going to jump over to you now real quick and just kind of, you know, you, you've kind of given your, uh, you know, you gave your uh, your prediction of the what the depth chart looked like. I think it was yesterday or a couple of days ago, and you tweeted the, the, the photo out, your graphic that you created there uh, with your projected depth chart. And, you know, for the most part, you were right, just kind of, Kind of go with me what you're surprised about and kind of maybe what excites you most about the the, the depth chart. Well, I think the, the thing that's most exciting to me about the depth chart is the fact that when you're looking at the two deep, you know, the whole roster as a whole, the there's a whole lot of talent there, man. Even in the backups, you know, it's just unreal the amount of talent that Nick Saban has accumulated and put into one place there at Alabama. Um, the roster itself is just as talented as any roster in America, I think. And I'm not even trying to, you know, see it through crimps and colored glasses or none of that. I'm just looking at what I've got in front of me and being honest, this is an extremely talented Alabama football team this season. Um, so, I think that excites me the most. And then I, I thought Ben Davis, you know, I listed him as a starter and I kind of went on to explain that I expected him to play a lot on rundowns. 
And I think that's still kind of the situation uh, really right now. I think we'll see Ben play some rundowns there starting with Will Anderson. And then I'll think uh, Christopher Allen will probably get the nod uh, opposite of Anderson in passing situations. And we'll see uh, King Makuta there some as well, I think. Absolutely. I like, uh, sorry, about Go ahead, Lane. Um, I noticed that the offensive line, if you look at it, there isn't a guy on there that's less than 6'6", 300 pounds. And uh, that kind of reminds me of, you know, the where the elephant from Alabama actually came from. Uh, there was a reporter one day in the stands that said, hold your horses, the elephants are coming, looking at that big offensive line. And it's my opinion that we're returning to those days because I don't know the last time I've seen a line that looks like this. It's ridiculous how big these guys are. Oh, they're big, they're powerful, and, and they're all athletic, too. I mean, uh, you, you look at Alex Leatherwood, he'll be a, a top pick. In, in the, I mean, he'll be a first-round pick in the draft this next year. Uh, Deontay Brown and Leonard Dickerson will probably be, you know, probably second round, maybe third-round picks. Uh, Emil Echior is still a young guy who's got plenty of potential. And, and of course, Evan Neal, we've talked about him, you know, a ton here on the Tide Talk podcast, and we all – believe that he has a chance to be you know maybe the best offensive lineman that Saban's had at Alabama and and potentially a top five NFL draft pick when that time comes so the offensive line is definitely a strength of the team this season you got to uh you got to give a shout out too to coach flood because I have seen definite development each year that coach flood has been our offensive line coach it's been tangible you can see you can see us bringing in the best prospects and not only getting them in, but maximizing their potential and their talent um, and moving them on to the NFL and them having big careers. is kind of crazy, really. Uh, Coach Flood's done an incredible job with that line. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, the, yeah go, go, go ahead, Jay. Go ahead. No, I'm just going to say there's, there's no doubt about that. Coach Flood has made, uh, has made a huge difference um, and has – Help recruit some some boys down there. That man, that's they're they're not really boys. They're they're men <laughs> on that on that offensive line. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah well, I, don't, I don't think I, mean, I get I get caught by any of them calling them boys. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and Stacy, me and you talked about it uh, on the last podcast, I believe. But you know that video that that I think uh, Dr. Matt Ray put out where Evan Neal was. Jumping two like two three foot <laughs> off the ground, flat footed. Yeah. Mm. Amazing. I mean, that boy, like you said, is what six six three sixty. Yeah, and do that. I mean, I'm I'm five ten and three hundred, and I can't even jump two inches off the ground. You know? <laughs> and he might be closer to six eight than six six. Right. I, I think so. I think he's six seven or six eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a big one. He's yeah. a, he's a big dude. Big dude. Yeah. He's going to be playing in the NFL for sure, no doubt, when that time comes. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe there's a guy in, on the starting five that will not be an eventual starter in the National Football League. I, I, I really believe that. That's altogether possible. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's I, crazy. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, 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 it's insane. And, you know, like, like we then said. Then you got uh, Najee Harris and, and uh, Trey Sanders in the backfield. Right. Right. <laughs> You know, Ray Sanders and, back here. You know, we'll, we'll we'll get to have Evan Neal back next year and Emil Echior. 
Emil Ekio, I'm I'm anxious to see how he how he turns out this season. Uh, yeah. I've heard he's had a really good fall camp, and that that excites me because I was excited about him when he when he signed with signed with Alabama a few years back. I believe he's a redshirt sophomore. Is that is that right? Am I getting that right? I think so. He was the number one center prospect nationally, according to his ranking, I believe, when right. he committed to Alabama. So we know I, I he can, has potential. Yeah, I, I can see him staying at guard, though, with 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 guys like Darian Dalcourt, you know, there behind behind him there. So I, yeah. I can see I can see next year having having Ekior on the line, uh, Darren Dalcourt and Evan Neal, and that's that's three really good offensive linemen there. But look look how far ahead we're looking. That's how excited we are about the talent that's on this roster. And, you know, just looking at this depth chart, probably probably the guy, when I look at it, that I'm really most excited to see is on the – there's two guys on the defensive side. It's LeBron Ray and Daniel Wright. And and one reason for, for LeBron Ray is because he's, he's kind of battled injuries his entire career at Alabama. But this is a guy that has elite first-round NFL talent written all over him if he can stay healthy. If he if he can put a full season together, which is a ten game regular season, uh, I can see him turning himself into a first round draft pick in the twenty twenty one draft. He has all American written all over him. I mean, he's he's six five two ninety five, uh, carries that two ninety five really well. Extremely athletic. Uh, he he can move. He's got he's got good pass rush ability from that defensive end spot in the three four scheme. So. He's a guy I'm really excited about. And then, then like I mentioned, Daniel Wright, the redshirt junior. You know, he, he's a guy who, who come in with high expectations but had to, had to battle for some positions. And he's kind of uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? He's kind of remade himself physically, got really dedicated in the weight room under this new strength uh, and conditioning staff and has inserted himself into the starting lineup. And I'm really excited about what he can do this fall for the Tide. And that, that's on the defensive side. And, and I cannot believe that I'm the first one to mention Will Anderson. <laughs> that's crazy, I, isn't it? I mean, we're talking about a freshman coming in and starting at outside linebacker for Alabama. We're, you know, where everybody says that freshmen do not start. Yep. I mean, I, yep. I, mean, I, that, I get sick of that story. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, there probably wasn't but a couple teams that played more freshmen than we did last year. So totally yeah, I don't know I, to tell that lie out on the recruiting trail. Well, Kirby Smart's a snake. I mean, that's, <laughs> keep it one I mean, hundred with them. We play that's, that's the wide. PG version. Yeah, that's the PG version of what I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah, so. guys, real quick, I just want to say this: look at look at our linebacking core that we have on the, that's going to be on the field. Will Anderson, Dylan Moses, Christian Harris, Christopher Allen, or Ben Davis. I mean, that Or Drew Sanders or King Makuda. Right. I mean, mean, that that, that right there might be one of the best, if not the best, in the SEC for sure, but in the country, linebacking four-wise. The depth is really there, and I don't think we're going to have any problems having anybody too gassed out to be able to play because, you know, we can keep them churning out down by down. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, somebody else I think we need to mention real quick talking about the defense is Justin Aboigby. 
I mean, yeah. he has really come on this fall camp. And, and, and I know that, that Christian Barmore has battled a little bit of injury, and that probably helped uh, catapult Justin Aboigby up a little bit. But Aboigby has been showing out in fall camp, and he's another guy that that's looks incredible. He looks a lot like and is built a lot like LeBron Ray. So uh, I'm really excited about that defensive front. And of course, we all know what DJ Dale can do there at the, at the, at the defensive tackle position. Just a wow. monster, true sophomore, and uh, he, he's another guy. If he stays healthy, he's got All-American writ on, written all over him. Oh, man. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Well, I'm pumped, guys, man. I'm telling you, just look at these guys. Go ahead, Lane. Is there any word on – I noticed it wasn't listed on the depth chart, but who do they have playing dime or money, as we call it down here? Okay, so – Malachi Moore is our starter at star when we go nickel. Um, it was Malachi Moore or Brian Branch, uh, actually. So Moore will at least initially get the nod there. At money, I believe it was DeMarco Hellams. I'll have to look again to be, to be certain, but I'm pretty sure DeMarco Hellams or Brian Branch was at money. I believe that's, believe that's what it was. I'm, I'm going to try to pull that up myself. So, yeah, Malachi Moore, the, the freshman, you know, the one um, that was kind of the least talked about amongst national media and big recruiting sites, Todd Talk Sports kind of knew this kid had something special. You know, three or four months ago, we were talking about this kid. And um, he came in here under the radar, outworked everybody, and much like Will Anderson, got a starting spot at star in a Nick Saban defense. That's pretty incredible. That's uh, kind of some Minka Fitzpatrick type stuff, really. Yeah, and and I believe I was talking to Ricky the other day, just kind of in a personal conversation about how, you know, last fall we had a recruiting episode on the podcast, and uh, you know, if I was a good podcast host, I would tell you exactly which episode it was, but I'm not. <laughs> so, but uh, I I was talking about Malachi Moore. And how excited I was to get him because I thought he was so underrated, and I was really excited yep. about what he could do. I'm not sure he could ever be a true corner, but when you talk about somebody that can play the star position, uh, he can be an all-American. And I've said that word many times on this defense, and I'm, I mean it. I'm not, I'm not just saying it being a homer. I mean, there's a reason Alabama competes for national titles year in and year out. It's because they have all-Americans all across the roster, and Malachi yep. Moore has that potential. And I was excited about him when he committed. And, you know, he was kind of a underrated guy. And, and I'm really excited that he showed out this fall camp and uh, has, has, you know, got a starting spot and earned a starting spot there on that defense. Yeah, no doubt. I'll go ahead and throw out a bold prediction here at this point. My bold prediction is that Malachi Moore, freshman defensive back at Alabama, will make the Jim Thorpe award list towards the end of the season. As a freshman. Let's go. Wow. You heard us. Man. Malachi We like you, brother. Don't don't forget. Listen to us. Listen to us. <laughs> Hell, everybody on the on the Tide team, listen to us. You know, we're out here supporting y'all. We love y'all. Roll Tide. Yes, stay <laughs> healthy and play hard. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, that's the biggest thing. Just stay healthy. Stay healthy. We need we to need, restore the Bama factor. Man, we are due a healthy season. Oh, we yeah. are. I mean, and, and been... I think that goes back to Matt Rhea and uh, David Blue again. 
as well their injury prevention um, mindset when they're doing their training with our guys is just way far superior to anything that Scott Cochran and his bunch was doing at the time, far and above. Absolutely. Hey, we, I think we've kind of dug into the depth chart enough. Let's just real quick, uh, you know, we've been going about 20 minutes or so. Let's real quick just look at the game itself against Missouri. Uh, Ricky had a chance to, to kind of dig into this Missouri team. So he's going to give you just a really quick kind of synopsis of, of what this Missouri team may look like this, this coming Saturday. And we'll just kind of talk about the game for a minute and, uh, you know, some of us may give a score prediction and, uh, and we'll just kind of talk about the game and, uh, then we'll, we'll kind of head off here and get this podcast uploaded so y'all can listen to it. And like I said earlier, make sure you are subscribed and make sure you leave us a five-star review. Uh, that, that is a big factor on, you know, how things are displayed on Apple podcast and Google podcast and Spotify is, you know, how many, subscribers they have and how many five-star reviews are left so make sure you do both of those things and uh, we surely appreciate that so ricky real quick just tell us a little bit about this missouri tiger team so i wasn't really much in the know about this missouri tigers unit and squad until earlier this morning i got to look and doing some research their head coach uh basically much like Gus Malzahn, is also their offensive coordinator. So he pretty much runs the entire offense. <clears throat> uh, Drinkowitz, he has a no-huddle, hurry-up style, a solid, really SEC-caliber running back uh, in Roundtree and a mobile quarterback that can, uh, you know, he can kind of captain that read option and do it efficiently as well. Sean Robinson at quarterback, so... Missouri's going to bring an offense that'll test the Tide's defense early on. These young guys that are starting will need to be ready to go right away because they're getting thrown in the fire. We're going to face a dual-threat quarterback running a read option with a talented running back. So that is a definite challenge, I believe, and I think we'll be ready for it. I just think that exactly how good it looks will kind of hinge upon how quickly these freshmen adjust to the speed of the game and start making the plays we all know they're capable of making. You know, and, and also on kind of the defensive side of the ball, you know, last week the coach, the, they released the coaches, you know, first, second, and third team uh, list of, of players. And yeah, I believe they had a, a guy on the, their, their line, but they had a linebacker that was, I believe, second team and a defensive lineman that was third team. So, and, you know, Missouri in the past has, has always had a pretty solid defense. They always play, you know, pretty fundamental on defense. But I don't expect them to be able to uh, to slow down the Alabama, Alabama offense. Uh, and, you know, that's obviously my biggest takeaway from this game is that, you know, the, like, like Ricky mentioned, the defense may, I don't want to say struggle, but, you know, I'm sure Missouri is going to come out with a new staff. You know, like you mentioned, Eli Drinkwitz in his first year coming over from App State. Uh, I expect them to do some things early on in the game that, you know, Alabama hasn't seen before on film. And uh, I believe Dylan Moses even mentioned that today in his, his press conference. But so, you know, the first couple series, are, they're going to kind of have to get their feet wet and kind of get the, the feel of the game. And uh, I believe once they settle in, the defense will be fine. But, you know, don't be surprised if, you know, in that first quarter, 
you know, they, they get some, some points on the board. But but on the other side of the ball, I just do not see a way that, that Missouri is going to be able to contain the Alabama offense. There's not one. I won't even try to sell you one. There's just not one. Just fill in the blank where it asked about the Missouri defense with there's not one. Something interesting that we're not really going to see much of about Missouri's defense specifically. Uh, they run a 4-2-5 defense, which is kind of new from what they've done lately. I think they implemented it last year. But before that, we're used to them running a 4-3-4, you know. But this year, uh, they're doing something a little different. They added a position basically called boundary, <clears throat> which is kind of going to be a hybrid between a linebacker and a DB. Basically, it's essentially a linebacker. That's gonna. They just added some extra wrinkles to it, and I think that guy's uh, Dead Nicholson here for them. Well, I learned something today. If you listen to this podcast later on, you'll definitely get to learn something because I had no idea they had transitioned from what they were running uh, the last few years to this four-two-five. I didn't even really think about that, so it's definitely interesting. That's going to be a big factor, really. Um, kind of how we attack that offensively with these backs and these uh, receivers that we have. Man, look it's at a, Lane bringing the knowledge. Look at Lane. <laughs> it's basically, uh, I guess, they're, Lane. because of the two tight end set that, you know, a lot of offenses have these days. And, you know, I don't really know if we'll be able to attack it from a two tight end standpoint, but I guess, you know, I guess we'll see Saturday. I mean, it's interesting to look at it. I was surprised to see that, uh, you know, Carl Tucker or uh, Jaleel Billingsley wasn't listed as the backup at tight end for Miller Forrestal. I was very surprised uh, to see the other guy listed there. I can't even think of his name right now. Um, he's from Texas, Major I believe. Major Tennyson. Tennyson. Yeah, Major Tennyson. That surprised me. Yeah, it is. It's it is a little surprising, and, and you know, Jake kind of mentioned that when we first kind of brought the depth charts about Billingsley, and you know, we're all really excited about him. But he's still a young guy. There's a lot of veterans in that tight end room, uh, so I, I kind of get it. I kind of get what Saban's doing, and 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 maybe he's maybe he's pointing out when we have tight ends on the field, it's more of a traditional look, and we're probably going to run a lot of three wide receiver sets and maybe even a lot of four, four wide receiver sets. So, uh, and, and I could even see us having more of an H-back with a guy like Brian Robinson there at the H-back position. Uh, so, and that'd be great. So uh, that, that's something that I'm, I'm kind of interested in looking at as well. But kind of back to the, to, the, to the Missouri game itself. Jake, is there anything you wanted to kind of add on that, on that end? Yeah, um, there's a couple of things. Um, you know, I said it earlier, and I said it several different times uh, on different podcasts as well. But I'm a huge guy, um, Trey Sanders supporter. I mean, I'm driving his bandwagon. I have been since he's been down there. So his first action, finally, I'm ready to see what what uh, all the hype was on him. Um, I believe. I mean, I believe he's gonna he's gonna do great. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but of course, you know, Najee is, uh, number one, but, um, and I love Najee as well, but man, that, um, that line, that running back, um, room is, is thin. <laughs> it's not thin. It's, it's pretty full. But, um, but another thing is like, uh, y'all had mentioned, 
uh, especially for Missouri's defense, is how are you going to go one-on-one with Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle with the speed and athleticism that they have? You know, I don't I don't see how they're going to do it. They're probably – you know, one of them will probably get a lot of double teams. They may both get double teams, which will leave a tight end or a slot receiver wide open. So that might be something we need to look out for as well. Yeah, I think that's when John Mechie is going to have some big opportunities to break some big plays and kind of announce that he's here and he's playing that third receiver spot for the tight, I think. Yeah, he's he's definitely going to have his uh, share of opportunities with, with guys like Waddle and, and Smitty out there wide as well. But I, I think this year, the 2020 season, is going to be all about the running game. I, yeah. I think that the, the biggest – impact on this team is going to be the running game behind Najee Harris, Brian Robinson, and Trey Sanders. I think those three guys are going to be a lethal three-headed monster behind that monster offensive line that we talked about earlier. And that's just what – that's my feel for the season. I feel like it's going to be a little bit more of an old-school Nick Saban attack where we we would really take advantage of the the weapons we have at running back and and the, the strength of our offensive line. And, uh, just kind of wear people out, and and I think you could see that. And I'm looking forward uh, to Saturday to to seeing how Alabama attacks that four two defense. Yeah, and um, you know, I, like I said um, when we was doing our intros, uh, I am writing uh, an article right now about some uh, bowl predictions for the uh, for the game um, Saturday, and I'll put them. I will be done with that here shortly, but. Um, I think y'all going to like a uh, lot of my predictions. Um, but one guy, uh, I will say this, a uh, little preview. The Joker will show up and he will show out. Heck, yeah. I'm I'm excited for Mac. I'm excited that he's he's got the opportunity. But I'm also excited uh, that we might be able to see Bryce Young as well. I think it's important to have – uh, another quarterback ready. I mean, as you've seen the last couple of years, we've needed to have a, a solid backup quarterback. I mean, whether right. it was to his freshman year when he had to go in for, for a struggling Jalen Hurts in the championship game. Yep. Uh, or the next year when, when Tua gets injured in the SEC championship game and Jalen has to come in and, and save the tide. Yep. Or last year when Tua gets hurt with the hip, uh, Mac has to come in and, and you know, he, he, he leads us to, to a couple nice wins, including a bowl victory over Michigan, and we had a chance against Auburn, uh, you know, when, when things really wasn't going our way. So uh, it's always important to have two solid quarterbacks, and I'm excited that we'll probably see both Mac and Bryce a, a fair amount, uh, even in this first game. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm excited. Boys, I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Heck yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, when Mac Jones led us to a victory in that bowl game over Michigan, that's kind of how our talks with chat sports about starting this whole partnership started. So I guess you could kind of say we owe that to Mac Jones. We appreciate that. Absolutely. Roll Tide. Well, hey, does anybody want to give a give give a score prediction? Uh, for hey, hey, real quick, I do want to tell you this: some some pro update 
Henry Ruggs was questionable for the night, but he has just been upgraded to healthy. So he'll pro- he'll probably Ooh. play tonight Let's on go, Monday Henry. Night Football. Heck yeah, him and Josh Jacobs. Yeah, Son, what a what a tandem there. Talk hey, about I'm hearing uh, hearing that uh, Jace McClellan looks a little bit like Josh Jacobs in some of these situations they're putting him in. Talking NFL tomorrow night as well, boys. Yeah, you got your uh, NFL kind of wrap up, huh? Yep, it it will be tomorrow night. Uh, I'm sure Rugs and Jacobs made their way on the list this week, like uh, Rugs did last week. That's a every Tuesday thing, right, Jake? Every Tuesday. Yep, I'm fixing to uh, to be pretty much putting three three articles out uh, a week talking NFL. My, my three bold predictions for each game week. And then I'm also uh, doing a series of potential upsets for each week. and Around Bama, the SEC, yeah. Around the SEC. And Bama fans, you're going to love the first week one. Roll Tide. <laughs> There's a little yeah. teaser there. I think, I think we all kind of get the, get the point that Jake is making there, uh, which I – I, it would not surprise me. I'm not going to say it, but I know what he's talking about, and it would not surprise me, uh, the very least. But it, uh, anybody want to give a score prediction for for this Saturday's game against uh, against uh, Missouri? I think yeah. on my, uh, the YouTube video that I did earlier, I think I put 42 to 16. I believe is what I had. All right, I like it. I'm uh, gonna like say it. I'm gonna say uh, 31 to nine. I don't think Missouri is gonna get in the end zone, but you know I think we'll give them a few field goals. Got you. What about you, Jack? Uh, I'm gonna do my prediction uh, on the article, but I'll go tell tell you as well. But um, you know, let me go back to to my SEC bowl predictions. Um, if everybody remember that article I put out uh, about a month ago, I said nobody would would be within. Three tu- two to three touchdowns of Alabama this year. I-, I have that much confidence in the team that they're going to roll over everybody. So I think it's not going to be close. I'm saying, I'm saying forty eight to fourteen. Nice, nice. All right, I'm going to be. I'm I'm, I'm pretty close uh, between you guys. I'm going to say forty five to thirteen, Bama. Uh, I can see them getting one touchdown, but I don't see them getting more than one touchdown in this game. Uh, they may move the ball a little bit early on, but they're, they're, it's going to be hard for them to find the end zone against this, this Alabama defense. No doubt. Absolutely. I'm excited. All right, fellas. Man, I'm excited too. Uh, we're going to try to be rolling out three episodes a week here on the Tide Talk podcast. We're going to talk about first – this is kind of the, the, the what will be a usual, you know, third episode in the week. But since we did not have a previous game, it's going to be the the uh, first episode this week. But usually we're going to have a recap of the previous week. Uh, then in the middle of the week or so, we're going to try to do an episode that kind of talks about the rest of the SEC. And then before the before the next game, we're going to give kind of our preview, which we done here on this episode. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Make sure you stay in touch with our our our, uh, our website at tidetalksports.com. Uh, follow follow our our Tide Talk Sports Twitter feed at Tide Talk Sports. Of course, follow all of us on Twitter as well. Uh, I'm at Blackwood eighty nine. I'm where at Jake. Find you, where can I find you at, Jake? 
Jake Thomas Todd. Where you at, Ricky? At Bama RLG. And real quick, I want to say thank you to everybody that has followed along so far. We've got an incredible amount of content about to start dropping. You know, we're going to shoot for three to five videos a week on the YouTube channel, three or more episodes a week on the, the podcast platform, uh, talking about all of our written content that's going to be dropping, you know, multiple times a week via TideTalkSports.com. Um, just thank everybody for, for supporting us. I think that can all agree we've greatly surpassed our expectations um, with what we've done with the website and, and the audiences that the podcast has had and, and the, the new channels getting fired up. So I just want to let everybody know how much we appreciate them and look forward to doing this throughout the season. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. The, the support is, and we've said it before, it's, it's really overwhelming. Uh, when we sit down and think about it and we talk amongst ourselves in our private chat about how, how our website is exploding, our podcast is, uh, it, it seems like every week it doubles the last week's numbers. So it's just it, incredible things are going on inside Talk Sports. And, you know, we're really just getting started. Uh, we're hoping by the new year that <laughs> we kind of have a – not an all new Tide Talk Sports, but just a completely rebranded Tide Talk Sports that uh, everybody's going to be excited about. And and like Ricky mentioned, none of this is possible without the listeners of the podcast, the, the people that follow us on Twitter and all of social media, and, and the people who keep up with us on our website. And it is greatly appreciated. Lane, we forgot to let you in on on, on the old Twitter handle. Where, where can people find you at in Twitterverse? Uh, Bama fans, you can find me at Deutsch Bammer. <laughs> oh, well, he has he has the greatest Twitter Twitter handle of all time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and you're never gonna catch me trying to pronounce it either, so <laughs> oh, and all the way, Bama fans Bama yeah. fans be on the lookout. LG has got a remix of a classic uh, Crimson Tide tune that's gonna have everybody pretty jacked up. I think it's a uh, y'all be watching for that now. I had to uh, let them know something. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Our, our boy Absolutely. Lane, he 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 is the man when Go it comes DJ. to reviews and stuff. I mean, obviously, and he, then he brings the stuff about the Missouri defense that none of us knew about except for him. <laughs> I, th I think he's been holding out on us, guys. I mean, just he's <laughs> <laughs> <is> crazy. <laughs> Oh, well, man, hey, we, the bar, now we expect that performance every time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody, we appreciate y'all listening to us. Uh, I hope y'all can tell that we have fun with this. We don't take ourselves too seriously. We take it serious what we do, but we don't take ourselves too seriously. So we, right. we strive every day to bring you the best content on Alabama athletics. And uh, with the football season starting, content is going to be uh, overflowing. So we here hope y'all be joining with us on this journey here on the 2020 football season. And we're really excited about what we got going on with our website and, and our YouTube channel and our podcast. And, and like we said, we really appreciate everybody tuning in with us and just uh, coming along for the ride. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I know we're having fun and uh, we hope that y'all can tell that we're having fun because uh, this has truly been a great honor. And, and, you know, I've got to know these guys and, uh, 
you know, we've formed friendships and uh, it's, it's just been a lot of fun and I appreciate you guys as well. Uh, you Absolutely. know, join, joining us on this journey and it's just been a lot of fun. Hey, we're missing Hunter. That. Don't forget to get shout out. Yeah. See, I'm, yeah. I'm terrible. I, I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Y'all don't forget to, to, to follow our boy Hunter Letson as well. He's now he's got an easy, I mean, it's just his name at Hunter Letson. So, uh, make sure you're following him. He is like, yeah. he, he's one of the greatest gumps of all time. He's up there with like, you know, Roger Myers and Jimmy Stein elite. and yeah, elite, <laughs> elite. Jumps. I mean, there's, he, he's one of the elite ones. So, uh, <laughs> we, we appreciate what Hunter does for us. And he had a great article today. Uh, he's gonna, he's gonna try to do a cocktail of the week article where he, Every he gives week, you, yeah. yeah, he gives you the ingredients and the recipe for a cocktail for each week of this college football season. So that is, that is exciting stuff. If you haven't saw that yet, head over to TideTalkSports.com and look at that. And while you're there, just look at all yeah. our articles we've, we've put, put up the last few days. Like Jake mentioned, he's working on one right now. Uh, he'll have one out again tomorrow night. So like we mentioned, content overflow. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's spewing out and it's going to be spewing out even more as the, as the season continues and before we know it november will be here and we'll be right into college basketball and we already went for 41 minutes or we'd sit here and talk about what nate oates is doing there with the basketball program <laughs> we're all excited about that so <laughs> we'll save that for another day coming soon yeah <laughs> i think nate's gonna bring us a natty for too long i don't know about you guys <laughs> man i hope so yes <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, we're going to do what? I said that was a bold prediction, Stacey. <laughs> oh, I said someday soon. I didn't say this year. <laughs> no, I mean, I <laughs> but uh, I, I think that's going to do it for tonight. We appreciate everybody listening. Make sure, like we said, follow us on all our platforms. Uh, you know, subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe to our podcast. We appreciate y'all and roll tide. Roll, Roll tide. tide. Roll tide.